0: So what's he say? Go back and bring to mind how good God has been to you, how he saved you and how you felt becoming a new creature in Christ. Then you need to repent of all the things that you're doing now that you know that are not pleasing to God.
1: Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hillard. Glad you're with us today for what is a very special broadcast. It is Ask Pastor Ford. Often on a program, you'll hear me say something along the lines of, if you ever have a question about something you hear on a broadcast or a question about how we live out the Christian life, go ahead and ask your question by coming to our website. It's treasuretruthradio.org. Click on the contact link and ask your question. We might answer that in a future broadcast. Well, that broadcast is here today. And so Pastor Ford joins me in the studio. And the, the whole time today, Pastor, we're just going to be answering listener questions. You ready for this?
0: I'm ready for it.
1: All right. We heard from a listener named Veronica, and uh, she writes, I've been listening for the last several months and just need to let you know, Pastor Ford, that you bring me such peace in my mind. Uh, you bring me hope that I need to know that God does have a plan for me. Now, here's her question. I'd just like to ask Pastor Ford, what should I do or how should I learn to put all my trust on the Lord? I truly do believe in him. There's just times when I still doubt that he's listening to me. Well, first
0: of all, let me say, welcome to the club, Sister <laughs> Veronica. <laughs> yes. We all have those issues, but I think uh, that we comprehend that we will. And I think, you know, to understand that, uh, helps us to know that we have to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we have to be uh, like the man in Mark nine twenty five. I remember his child was sick and he went to Jesus. Here's what he said. He said, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. You know what he just said? He said, Lord, I truly believe in you, there are just times when I still doubt yeah. whether you're listening to me. That's exactly what he said. And so uh, you need to understand, how do you learn to put your trust in the Lord? Well, Romans ten seventeen. So then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So God has given us his word to build us up. So what you need is a rhema. Wherever your faith is weak, you get a passage uh, that will help strengthen your faith when you stand on the word that God has given you. Let me give you a quick example. Uh, Let's say you feel defeated, like the devil is whooping you like you stole something. Well, here's what the Bible says. Greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. So I have to believe that Mm -hmm. and stand on his word. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even my faith. Uh, Or, uh, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Notice the power inherent in that word has the potential uh, to build and strengthen my faith. Now, let me say this, because what's the opposite of trust? Now, I know what you're going to say mistrust cuz that's the number one answer survey says but it's not the number one answer the opposite of trust is vulnerability see how do you learn to trust somebody you must first make yourself vulnerable uh, so in a relationship who's your best friend i guarantee you your best friend is the one with whom you can be the most vulnerable yeah. you give them some information and they take it to the grave not to facebook Uh, or to the prayer meeting, and then you give them more information, and the information becomes more intimate. Uh, Finally, you feel like this is a person I can share anything with, and they won't violate my vulnerability. I trust them. Well, then the ultimate person to trust is the Lord Jesus Christ. So what you told me, tell him, Lord, I do truly believe in you, but there are times when I doubt that you're listening to me. Now I'm assuming that you mean in prayer. Uh, so if you mean in prayer, Isaiah sixty five twenty four is a Rhema that you need. Here's what it says in Isaiah sixty five twenty four. And it's a principle. It was spoken to Israel, but it's a biblical principle, which means it's a timeless truth. Here's what it says. Before you call, I will answer you. Wow. Hmm. And he says. When you speak, I will hear. So God is always listening. You never have to worry, does he hear me? Oh, he hears you. Now, here's the issue. How is he responding? Because most of the time when we wonder, is he listening? Here's the reason why. Because we prayed something a certain way and we didn't get the answer when we wanted it and the way we wanted it or how we wanted it. And so, but God answers prayer four ways. Yes, no. Sometimes he says no. Now, don't get upset about that. He told his son Jesus no in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus said, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not your will, but my will be done. He said that three times. It's not vain repetition. It was painful reiteration. In his humanity, he didn't want to go to the cross, cross. God told his son, no. And so what did Jesus do? He resigned himself to the will of God. He told his disciples, get up, let's be going. It's time to go to Jerusalem. Wow. God wants me to go through this. He said, no, I have to go through it. So I'm willing to do it. Then he says, wait, don't forget that delay does not mean denial. And then of course, uh, the one that I really love is in Second Corinthians 12, when Paul came to the Lord and prayed three times, mm, just like the Lord, huh? Prayed three times that the Lord would remove uh, that thorn in the flesh. Now, we don't know what it was. Most scholars tell us it was an ophthalmic disease, an eye disease. He said to the Galatian believers, see what large letters I've written unto you, it was the only letter that he personally penned. The other letters, he had a scribe or a secretary do his other letters because he had something wrong with his eyes. And most go back to Damascus Road, where he was stricken by the Lord with blindness, and then Ananias came and gave him his sight. Uh, so when you look at what he says, it's like God said that my grace is sufficient because it is made more perfect in your weakness. In other words, sometimes he wants us to live with it so that we can become a living example uh, that God doesn't have to heal everybody for people to love Him. That was what Job was all about, Job 1 and 2. I'm going to show you a person. I can take away and let you take away everything he has, but he will not deny me. Because he loves me for my sovereign self and not the stuff that I supply.
1: So I hope that helps you, Veronica. Yeah, yeah Veronica, appreciate uh, your question today. And again, if you're listening and you have a question for Pastor Ford, you can always ask your question by coming to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the contact link. Give us some feedback or ask your question. And who knows, we might answer that in a broadcast just like this one. We're going to take a short time out, but when we come back, we're going to dive into the topic of soul ties in relationships. Stay tuned.
2: We want to thank you for listening to Treasured Truth with pastor and author James Ford, Jr. This teaching program is made possible through the generous support of listeners like you who sustain this ministry through their prayers and finances. Please pray for us. And if you're able, would you consider becoming a partner with us? To become a monthly partner, contact us today. Call 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuretruthradio.org.
1: You're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford, a special program today. It is Ask Pastor Ford, an opportunity to have your questions answered. Maybe you've heard uh, something on a broadcast and you're wondering, well, what does that mean? How does that apply to my life? I've got a question for Pastor Ford. You can always ask your question by coming to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org, and clicking on the contact link. Uh, We recently heard from a listener named Mary who writes in and says, I've got a question for Pastor Ford. When will you give a lesson pertaining to soul ties in relationships?
0: Well, that's a great question. Now, let me just say, first of all, Steve, that this question generally generates more heat than light. Okay. Um, There are a lot of people that don't believe that you have a soul tie.
1: And before you go on... I think we might need to explain what is meant by soul time. You just
0: knew that that's what I was going
1: to do. You're going to go there? You, okay, You good. knew I was getting ready All to right. go there, Steve. You're not slick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not slick. But... <laughs> no, no, but
0: you are a good host, and so uh, you always ask some very profound and very relevant Questions and I know that our listening audience appreciates the fact uh, that you do this, and also oh, you. for your own pastor. I listen to you uh, <laughs> when I listen to Colin. You're always yeah. there, and so I say, man, this this guy's got a lot of experience, and uh, you could probably do this yourself as long as you've been doing
1: it. Amen. Well, thank you, but let's get back to what our soul ties. <laughs> There's a yeah. reason I'm so, in this chair and you're in that one. <laughs> no, okay. Uh,
0: so if you look at uh, Scripture, for example, 1 Corinthians six sixteen, let me read it to you. It says this. It says, What know you not that he who is joined to a harlot is one body? For the two, saith he, shall become one flesh. And then he goes on to say, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Now, let me just explain it as best I can that God has given us sex as the Velcro of the soul. So that which uniquely identifies uh, my marriage relationship as distinct and separate and unique from, say, my relationship with my mother and my sister is that I don't have sex with any of them. God has given us sex as the Velcro of the soul. It's a physical act that bonds us spiritually, Hmm. you see? And so that's why, and you you need to read all of 1 Corinthians 6, beginning at verse 13, because it's really a pericope that gives us a treatise uh, on why we ought to remain sexually pure. And so what happens? He says this, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother, the two shall become one flesh. Uh, The man and his wife were both naked and not ashamed. Or oh, I, I left out the cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So God says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to leave, then I want you to cleave, then I want you to weave, then I want you to conceive. And so God has given us that unique expression. So That's why we need to reiterate that sex is not between a man and a man. That sex is not between a woman and a woman. That sex is not between a man and a woman. But sex is between a husband and a wife. And so he's given it uh, five reasons. I don't have time to go over all of them. But here's one, a partnership seal. So you have a virgin man and a virgin woman. They come together. The covenant is sealed. And now this oneness uh, begins. uh, We come together physically. And I couldn't explain to you the spiritual aspect of it. All I know is God designed it so that there'd be that one woman, one man, one lifetime, and this is the bond uh, that brings them together and makes them one soul. Yeah. you know, And so it's echoed, the word one uh, is echoed or ekoi, uh which is the Hebrew word, which means composite oneness. So it's just like baptism. What is baptism? Water baptism is the outward symbol of an inward reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what does that mean? When I got baptized, I've been baptized three times. Okay. First time, I went in a dry center, came up a wet center. Uh, second yeah. time, I got believer's baptism. Third time, I went to Jerusalem three years ago, mm-hmm. and I got in Muddy Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell everybody, yeah. I know, you can't convince me that that wasn't the place where Jesus went in.
1: <laughs> of course <laughs> of course it was <laughs> same water drop yeah, yeah. so yep.
0: anyway so what is it it's the outward symbol of an inward reality yeah. that spiritually I am dead buried and raised in a newness of life with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. so so what is this uh, uh, you know I tell everybody I don't have my ring on because I got carpal tunnel and my hands swollen uh, but what is a wedding band it's an outward symbol uh, that I belong to Leslie. Leslie belongs to me. Yeah. Can I take it off? And it, what does it mean? Doesn't mean anything. I'm still married. Right. It's just a symbol. And so I see and comprehend that God has said, what God has joined together, let no man rip asunder. So then divorce is a ripping asunder of a bond that's just not a vow we made to God, but that one flesh relationship. Hmm. And so how do you deal with the soul tie? First thing you have to do is confess because you can't fix what you won't face and you can't correct what you won't confront. Say it with me. If you're listening, confession breaks obsession. And so there has to be this breaking of it. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. So that's the first thing that we need to do. Then we need to break all ties. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, 10 and 11. It says this, for godly sorrow, work is salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world, work is death. Now, Paul is anticipating somebody saying, well, what's the difference between worldly sorrow and godly sorrow? Verse 11, seven elements of genuine repentance. That's what you want to do next. You want to break all ties. You want to make sure that you saturate the place with your absence, Everything that this person has given you, get rid of it, destroy it, uh every reminder, pictures, all of that, delete them uh from your Facebook page and from your email. You've got to break all ties. Then you've got to ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit Acts. I mean Acts. Uh well I was gonna say Acts one eight. That's one too about power, but Ephesians five eighteen is the main passage. And and so Then you have to begin to understand the exchange life. Galatians 2.20, we already talked about that. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Then what you need to do is get yourself a rhema. Uh, Here's what we do at Christ Bible Church. When someone falls, we implement church discipline. What is the area in which they fail? That's the discipline that needs to be done. So we hook them up with a person who's had victory in that area. They had fallen, but they have victory now uh, because we want somebody who knows what they're going through to help them. And then that person goes and meets with them for a period of discipleship where that's what they're studying. And so Mm -hmm. for this area, we use every man's battle and the workbook, you know, and then every woman's battle if it's a woman, you know, and generally it takes anywhere from six months to a year. Uh, where the person is working with the person, and they're giving them all kind of rhema word. That is a word that fits, uh, and they're getting this word. And so then, you know, realize this, you say, man, this thing, it's entrenched. Because remember, first the devil gets a toehold, then the devil gets a foothold, then the devil gets a chokehold, and the chokehold becomes a stronghold. And they're a whole lot harder to deal with, and that's a soul tie. So then, Sometimes what you have to do is fast and pray. Luke nine one, Jesus gave them power over all demons. Then answer this question: Why in Luke nine forty and forty one there is a man who brings a child to them that's demon possessed, and they couldn't cast them out? Steve, right? And so you know why he gave them all power, verse one, and they couldn't cast them out. Well, Matthew tells us in Matthew seventeen twenty one. Uh, because he tells us also they couldn't cast them out. But he gives us the reason, even though Luke doesn't. This kind cometh forth by nothing but fasting and prayer. So there's a spiritual discipline mm-hmm. that has to be activated. All of my African-American listeners out there, you know what I'm talking about when I give you this illustration. The jerry curl. Now, those of you who are jerry curl challenge, it was a African-American hairdo where you had to put an activator in your hair to make it wavy. If you didn't have what we call jerry curl juice, then it would not activate. And that's fasting and prayer. It activates God's power in some things. And I think soul tie is one of them. Mm-hmm. So I know it's the quick answer, uh, but I trust Mary that this has been something uh, that's been beneficial to you and the rest of our listeners.
1: Well, Mary, we do appreciate your question. Again, if you have a question for Pastor Ford, stop by the website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the contact link. Stay tuned. We'll continue the program in just a moment.
2: Hear treasured Truth whenever you want. You can listen to Pastor James Ford Jr. anytime, day or night with the Moody Radio app. It's available for your iPhone, iPad, or Android device. Listen to Treasure Truth on demand, on the go, and at your convenience. To download the free Moody Radio app, visit treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the app button. That's treasuredtruthradio.org.
1: This is Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford. It is Ask Pastor Ford Day. We're taking your questions, and you can ask a question when you come to the website, treasuretruthradio.org. Click on the contact link. We recently heard from a listener in Indianapolis who writes, I used to be very close with God, but I've recently fallen away. How do I get back to where I was? How do I begin that relationship?
0: Well, that's a great question. Now, in 2 Kings chapter 6, 1-7, through seven, Uh, You have uh, one of the sons of the prophet came to Elisha and said, we lost our axe handle. Mm -hmm. I mean, our axe head. The axe head, right. Axe head. He asked a very profound question. Where did you lose it? Go back to where you lost it because that's where it will be. Nathan, where did you lose it? So then when you look at Revelation uh, chapter 2, Remember, the church at Ephesus uh, had become a cold and callous church. They had lost their first love. And this is what Jesus said to them. He said, nevertheless, I have somewhat against you because you left your first love. Here's the first thing he says, remember. And so basically then, here's the steps. It's very simple. Remember. Remember how it was when you first came to Christ, the zeal and the love that you had. Go back. Remember. That's the first one. Then the second thing he says, uh, remember from whence thou art fallen. Then he says, repeat, repeat the first works over again. So what's he say? Go back and bring to mind how good God has been to you, how he saved you and pulled you out of the quagmire of sin and how you felt uh, becoming a new creature in Christ, then you need to repent of all the things that you're doing now that you know that are not pleasing to God. Here's the next thing he says. He says that you need to restore that is, the things that are in your life, like a devotional life, like a prayer life, bring those things back, like giving and worshiping and witnessing. Bring all those things back into your life. And then what comes last? Restoration. Here's what's going to happen. He says, he will restore you. So let me say it again, Nathan, that you need to remember, that you need to repent, that you need to repeat, and that you need to be restored by Jesus Christ. I hope that helps you, my brother.
1: Well, Nathan, thank you for your question. Again, if you ever have a question about something you hear on the broadcast, come to the website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. In addition to asking your question, you can give us your feedback. You can listen to programs that you may have missed. And you can stand with us because this program truly is listener-supported, and that is exactly what it sounds like. We do depend on those who listen to the broadcast to give and support this ministry. So if God is using this program and Pastor Ford's teaching in your walk with him, we'd love to hear about that. Again, click on the contact link, but then you can also click on the link to give and support this ministry. We would uh, be uh, really appreciative of your financial support today. Well, thank you, Pastor Ford, for tackling questions today. Thanks also to our producer, Amy Rios, and uh, I'm Steve Hiller. Hope that you'll make it a point to join us for the next broadcast. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.